Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, are you as caught up in Winter Olympics fever as I am? You know, somehow I doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm really all that caught up, to be honest with you. Okay. It fills the void, the massive, gaping, just empty void, chasm that the NFL blackness left. yeah the the, the, <laughs> the dark ages the the time really in my opinion the worst time of the year uh-huh. is the time between the Super Bowl and when the NCAA basketball tournament starts yeah that is kind of a dead period oh it's the worst so at least this year like we've got two weeks of the Olympics so that helps yeah that's gonna get us to what is what are we it's gonna get us towards the end of February right which right would be sweet and then we've got uh, we got NBA all-star game this coming weekend oh is that uh, it yeah, so there's some stuff to get you through, but it is by no means. I was thinking about it the other day of like the energy of like conference championship Sunday, you know, in right. the NFL. Yeah. And man, it's it's like the next time that we have anything close to that is like Final Four weekend. Do you do anything special for uh, NCAA? I, I love brackets. Brackets are like my favorite thing. Um, and I do a, a bracket challenge for all my patients, and I'll usually uh-huh. get a few hundred entries there. And I oh, usually wow. give away like an iPod Touch or something like that to the winner. Nice. Um, it's almost always a teenage or young girl, like 20-something-year-old girl <laughs> or something like that. Almost always. A girl that chose the team based on the color of the uniform. Color or like mascot, like who would eat who. So it's always like right. wildcats at the end, which sort of like works out. <laughs> yeah, it's as good of a system as any. It really is because I put like time and effort into it and I'm like within four games of the start of the thing on Thursday, uh-huh. I am done. Like with my bracket is busted early on usually. So Yeah, I, I my brother and I, we tend to do a, just more of a one-on-one and I'll put effort, I'll get some magazines or something and, and try to do research or something silly and... I'll be damned if he just kicks my ass every freaking year. It's 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 all luck. But what's crazy yeah. is, you know who used to be really good at it? No. Obama used to be really good at it. <laughs> oh, really? His bracket every year was real. It was always like in the ninetieth or ninety fifth percentile, like every almost every year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know how he did it because really, it's one of those things. Like you look at like the guys who do that for a living, like Dick Vitale and Joe Lenardi and and right. uh, Seth Greenberg. I think is another one of those guys it's like that's like, like jay billis you look at their brackets and they're just garbage and it's like this is what they do for a living yeah so <laughs> I, I it, it just it, it it's it's fun it's i think that part of the reason it's so fun is because the upsets and the buzzer beaters and all that kind of stuff right but that also is part of the reason why it's like no one knows what the hell they're talking about right for sure what's uh are you uh you you're with your daughter's you're not a UW fan, or you are a UW fan, but you're also a Washington State fan. Like, I don't know where you're yeah. at. Yeah. Oh, I got so much inner turmoil. I, I grew okay. up bleeding purple, big Husky fan. The whole yeah. From the house where I grew up in, we actually have a view of the lake, and I nice. could see Husky Stadium across the lake. And then my daughter goes to the rival school, and, and what do I do? So 
I write the check yeah. and I wear crimson and gray, but uh, I bleed purple. I mean, so in football, when they're playing, is it the Apple Bowl? Is that what it is? Apple Cup. Apple Cup. Okay. Yeah. Um, who do you? I mean, who do you root for? What What will you wear on that day? Uh, purple. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's okay. I, I totally think that's okay. Yeah. It's. It was. I looked at it kind of as a sheepish win-win this year. Anybody that would win, it was. It was going to be fine. I, but yeah, my wife says, "No, admit it. You're you're a husky." I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there really isn't. I, I don't think you should like beat yourself up. Because you're not like all in on Mike Leach because your daughter goes there. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's where your daughter goes to school. That's for her to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it goes back to like our last question from last week. It's like the dude that parties with his parents a lot. Like, right. <laughs> just because your daughter goes there doesn't mean you have to root for that football team. Like, yeah, you have to write a check. That's, that's expected, but you don't have to be like the biggest Cougar fan of all time. True. Not, you don't True. have to be the, the one Cougar fan that goes to college game day every week. I've never understood what's up with that. Every yeah. week there's like a big Washington State Cougars flag at college I, game day. I know. Who is this guy who's driving like all over the country? I don't know, but he's awesome. <laughs> it's so amazing to me. Uh, like the guy, that guy loves his Cougars, man. And like, he sure does. I can name I can name two Washington State Cougars: Drew Bledsoe and Ryan Leaf. I don't know if I can name anybody else who went to Washington State. <laughs> Am I missing anybody? Not really. Yeah, that's it. And then Mike Leach went up there. He, you know, he used to coach at Tech, and yeah. scared the hell out of us in Austin just because he was so crazy. He, he is would, hilarious. He is just he, so funny. He would. He was like video game stuff. Like he basically would go for it every fourth down, and uh, just just nuts. Like he's he's a he's a strange guy, but he uh, sure sort is of an eccentric genius. I would say. Yeah, yeah, much like for sure. Much like Lance Timmerman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much like. <laughs> well, Lance, this is an advice show. Uh huh. We we answer our listeners' questions. We answer the questions we find on all those neat little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit, which everyone loves, and we've got a doozy this week. We strive to help dentists and their dental team members with our unique brand of advice. So please, listeners, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. Last week, we had a great question from a pseudonym named Oren, and uh, he asked Oren Scrivello. Oren Scrivello wanted to know all about um, betting down uh, a former employee and, and how long he was going to have to pay for that. And, uh, and I think we helped Oren. I really do. I think, I think we did. Felt, you had a really, really great, you had such a great piece of advice of like, have your, your F list fee schedule uh-huh. that's different from your regular fee schedule, make it 20% higher and give them a 20% discount. I think that's just perfect. Hey, perfect. it works for me. So I, you know, we need questions from listeners. That's what makes this engine go. So please submit your questions to working interferences at gmail.com. Now, Lance, we don't want just any questions, do we? No. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's the best endo obturation material because we all know that that is Sargenti paste, right? <laughs> I was just about to say it, yeah. We want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. So that being said, on to question one. Aaron question asks, one. maybe looking for a shoulder to cry on or also a little advice. What do you do with your patients that consistently say no to treatment? Act shocked when you bring it up and keep coming in. There's always a tense aspect here to these visits. I honestly just get so tired of bringing up issues that I see, especially when it falls on deaf ears. Dismiss them as patients or keep educating them and waiting for them to say no and just deal with the constant rejection. 
It sounds like Aaron is going through like something similar to what apparently me and, and Jason Lipscomb, uh, as we found out today, the great J Lips from the Dental Hacks, uh-huh. has been having a, a crisis of confidence as well. Yeah, uh, it looks like we've got some crises going on. Well, but the way I I, I look at this is this has got to be a new dentist, uh, someone young. Although you're not new, but yeah, see, I I ran out of fucks 18 years ago, so. <laughs> So for me, it's it's a it's kind of an issue. You have not restocked yet. They, no, they're I, not. They're not on Amazon Prime. <laughs> they don't deliver. It's uh, you know, if as long as I find it best, if you numb yourself and you just quit caring, okay. it's it's so much easier to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, this is tough because we all. I mean, I can. I had a patient today, you know, who had the same exact deal where it was like, you know, she she needs a couple of crowns, and we've talked about it like every time, and she still comes in every six months, right. but it's like bringing it up every time, and like one of them today, she like didn't remember we had talked about it before, so I had to get out the control camera and show the big gaping crack in her in her number three. Like, it's yeah. it's it's a good thing that I'm used to constant rejection, like from college, <laughs> high school and college. Like, it's a good thing that that I grew up with that because yeah, it just kind of numbs you to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. You know, I, I, I think I thought of a couple things. I, I think, you know, gimmicks may be a good thing for something like this, right? So, so okay. learning some kind of gimmicks that can help you in talking about this is certainly, these aren't gimmicks you break out like the first or second time you talk to somebody on recall about something. But like when you start getting into the third, like now you're 18 months in, two years in, 20, uh-huh. you know, two and a half years in, maybe having some gimmicks to kind of help you through, it will make it better for you and more exciting for you more exciting for your team and more exciting for the patient. So I came up with a list of a few gimmicks that maybe you could start doing. Okay. What about balloon animals? Like somehow learn how to do <laughs> a balloon animal like with a bit like a big cracked silver, you know, amalgam filling with a with a crack down the marginal ridge or whatever. Learn how to make that out of balloon animals. They won't forget it anymore at that point, right? Like they're they're going <laughs> to remember that. And then pop it right in front of their face. Oh, absolutely. That's how the tooth cracks. It's like that's what's next. This is what's going to happen. Um so I feel like balloon animals would would be would be good i I, that seems to be something that's like in the pediatric realm like i i seem to know a few dentists who are who like who are pediatric dentists who do balloon animals oh really yeah i I, maybe i'm making that up in my mind but i feel like (laughs) i feel like i'm coming up with a couple of names of like people i've heard like oh yeah we do balloon animals all the time here at the office or whatever and they're it's always pediatric dentists like could you imagine just like a big time cosmetic like David Hornbrook? Like he's gonna try, he's trying to sell veneers on he's just doing balloon animals in the corner. Like that's that's typically the domain of the pediatric dentist. I I would expect. Yeah. See, that's the thing. When you when you run out of fucks and you, you just don't care. That's why I couldn't do. I don't really see kids. You know, I, I just don't have the yeah. patience for it. I just I'm not gonna sit and make balloon animals. So fuck that. Here's a referral. Is it just me or is is pediatric dentist like a license to be a weirdo? Uh, well, I think you've got a point. <laughs> there was this pediatric dentist here in San Antonio who practiced for many years, like so much so that my ex-wife used to see this guy, like, and he just retired a couple years ago. So I'm really, I'm 38. So this was, he, he probably retired when I was 36. And so he, he had practiced long enough to have like 36 year olds, you know, like people who are, who are well into their adulthood. Um, you know, and having kids of their own. So, which I guess is the typical arc of a, of a pediatric dentist. And he would dress up in a costume every day. Spider-Man, uh, oh God. Bird and Ernie, SpongeBob SquarePants, just something or other, dressing in a, in a costume every day. And I'm, 
I think that he would like get dressed at home and like go to work <laughs> like this because I like would see him at lunch like at the post office like standing in line and he'd be in like an Ernie from Sesame Street costume. Like, really? Like wow. A, a 65 year old man dressed up as Ernie like waiting in line at the post office. Super weird. If you didn't know he was a pediatric dentist like you would think that's the creepiest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, you figure this is a guy that's just still coming off his Adderall high from last night. Yeah, it's just a massive bender. Um, and then I, I one time like saw him like riding a motorcycle dressed up as Spider-Man. Like, I just like half okay. the costumes at the office, throw on a pair of Dockers and like a white button-up shirt and then change at the office. Yeah, right? that, that's that's the way I'd play that. But that seems like what a rational adult would do. I'm not I'm not, I'm not condemning the guy. He made a lot of people happy or whatever, but it, it, it's licensed. Well, to so be did a Bill Cosby, weird. but that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, probably at some point in the 80s, this guy did, like, dress up as Bill Cosby, like, with the crazy sweaters, like, when the Cosby show was sort of at its at the height of its powers. Right, right. And we all love a good Cosby sweater. We do, yes. Lance does especially. Uh, it's specifically brought up by that, that, uh, that licorice liqueur from Belarus or whatever that you're really into. <laughs> yeah. The, Romanian some, hooch or whatever. That's some good shit right there. Yes, uh, <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. So I have heard. So yeah, I, I do think that the realm of the like super eccentric weirdo in dentistry is definitely that of the pediatric dentist. Definitely. I think you're right. I think so. So so here's the next the next thing. So they come in. You know, this is like the third recall that you've told them that they need this crown or whatever, and they're still like all not not all that motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing is magic tricks, like some sort of magic trick where like. You somehow get a dove to fly out of their mouth or something. You get a dove to fly out of someone's <laughs> mouth. There is no they are doing that crown. No two That's ways right. about it. That's right. Well, what you need to do is find a way to make the. Do you ever see that video that seems to make its way every once in a while where the person's got maggots coming out of their gums? Yeah, what's up with that? Is that real? That's got to be from like Haiti or something, right? I, I think so, but I, that's that's not like in Midtown Manhattan. I would not guess. My guess is no, but that's, yeah, Larry Rosenthal is not recording that video in his office. <laughs> so you have the, you know how to get the quarter out of the ear. Now pull the maggot out of their yes. mouth, yeah, and yeah, then for sure. say, "This is why I said you got to do that crown." Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> I feel like that sleight of hand could be pretty easily done. <laughs> it's just that you're gonna have to like keep a maggot farm, which is not well. Who doesn't? Great. <laughs> that's a good name for a girl's V. Uh, the maggot farm. <laughs> That's not a good name. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry no, no. I said that. This is a bad name. Bad name. Bad name. So, you know, so once we've done balloon animals, which is sort of like kind of your very passe, you know, I mean, it's like we could do some miming or something, but no one uh-huh. likes to mime. The balloon animals I could see like totally being like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Then the magic tricks. So there's one level beyond magic trick. Uh-oh. And, and this level has really only been achieved by one practitioner of the dark arts. But I feel like with a little work and some eyeshadow, Aaron could get here to this point. Maybe Aaron needs to become a mind freak. Oh. A la Chris Angel, right? Like that was the next level of magic. So now that like at one recall visit, you've like done the quarter from behind their ear. You've like magically pulled the maggot from underneath their amalgam that's cracked. You've made the dove fly out of their mouth um, without worsening their TMJ symptoms. Now, the next recall, that's when you mind freak them. 
And I really don't know what the Mind Freak is because I've never <laughs> watched it. I've just heard of Chris Angel Mind Freak. Do you know anything about Chris Angel Mind Freak? Not really, honestly. I think he's in Vegas now, isn't he? I would guess. That's where all magicians go to die. I think. <laughs> when I think of mind freaking, for some reason I just think of like someone holding like the cranium up to their crotch while someone freak dances against their cranium. That's what I think of. Right, right. That That's kind of where I was going with the whole mind freak, and then I was uh, corrected. But I, I think-, think they call that thunder down under is that one. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm getting them confused, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that mind-freaking has to do with a lot of... I mean, maybe there's hypnotism involved or something like that. Maybe there's... Uh, I mean, I, sleight of hand seems... You know, I, I, I know a sleight of hand. My mind is not going to be freaked by any sleight of hand. It, it's going to need to be bigger and better. Like, you're going to need to move their car to the top of the like your building... With your mind, right? And if you can do that, they're doing the crown because you got to get the car off of the top of the building. That's right. It's kind of a ransom, a little right, extortion absolutely. there going on. Yeah. But they will be like, they will be so amazed. Their mind will be so freaked by this that they will, they will have to do the crowns. I think you're right. So I, I think Aaron has to, it starts easy. So you, you've got 18 months, Aaron. You don't have to just start moving cars tomorrow. Right. You've got 18 months to work up to it. Let's start with the balloon animals. And then we're going to move to like the quarters and the maggots and the doves. And then that's when you get to the mind freaking. And I think once you get to that point, like really your practice just should be, you should be able to mind freak anybody into anything at any time. You should be able to like mind freak a denture patient into doing some Invisalign. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's some real mind freaking. You I'm want to impress me you so hard. You, you, if Chris Angel <laughs> wants to impress me, he should sell Invisalign to a denture patient. That sounds like one of those like... Good old boy sayings, you know, right. like, uh, I got some uh, oceanfront property in Arizona I got to sell you. Like, I, yeah. he could he could, he could, could sell Invisalign to a denture patient. That's right. Ice to an Eskimo. Oh, uh, the ice <laughs> to an Eskimo thing, which is like so sort of offensively racist to the Inuit people. Yeah, they prefer to be uh, First Nations. Is that what it is, First Nations? I always thought yeah. it was Inuit. Um, yeah. I, did, I did a summer in uh, Alaska. Uh, did you? Between junior and senior year of dental school, and it was an interesting summer. Were you uh, working for a fishery, or what was your deal? No, like dental health services, like Indian oh. health service. Like even, uh. they even use it. I don't even know if they still call it that. Is it still called Indian Health Service, IHS? That's what I, it was when I was there. I think it is, yeah. But that was when George Bush was president, so I mean... You the know. good old days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so like, you know, PC police everywhere. So I don't know. Right. I, I'd be curious to know if it's even called the Indian Health Service anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If they've like rolled it into the Public Health Service Corps or something like that. Yeah, it was an interesting time for sure. Um, for sure. They would, they like, if you went to the grocery store, they kept like Listerine and Lysol like locked up because they would just drink it. Like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. It was, it was bad. Like, you had to be careful. Like, you couldn't really give anybody chlorhexidine like, because it was just like, they're just going to drink it. Um, it, was, it was just like, same thing with fluoride rinses and stuff. Like, wow. it, it was an interesting experience for sure. There was always like break ins to the clinic of like people looking for drugs. And, and it was just interesting. It was, um, it was eye opening, I would say. And it was, we were kind of off on our own. Like, the people running, like the dentists at the clinic, like they didn't have a lot of time to be like helping dental students. It was just like, hey man, like you need to do this big amalgam or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. 
you've done this before, like go figure it out, like whatever. So I, I, I've seen like decay that was like different colors than I've ever seen before at that place. I've seen Perio. <laughs> so taste the rainbow takes on a totally different meaning. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, just like, like purple decay, like just from God knows what, like I have no idea how this decay turned purple, like Prince purple. Wow. Um, yeah, just crazy. And then like Perio, like levels of Perio that just cannot even be described. Like just bad. I mean, it's the access to care problem. It's not good. Uh, mm, gotcha. It was a good learning opportunity. I mean, we did, we did a bunch of dentistry, took out a bunch of teeth, did a bunch of scaling and replanting, did a bunch of restorations. It was, it was a good experience. Oh, cool. It was a good experience. And, and, and certainly I did not learn how to mind freak when I was there, but I should have. That's should have. Should have been doing. Lost opportunity. Lost opportunity to learn how to mind freak. I'm going to learn how to mind freak, Glance. I think um, we should. And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. We could do the lecture s- circuit on mind freak. Mind freak your way to a successful mind, dental practice. Mind freak your treatment plans to, you know, uh, 10X. 10X your treatment plans through mind freaking. Yeah. My consult room is now just a mind freak room. That's exactly right. And it's just a stage. There's just doves everywhere. <laughs> just doves. Like, what are all these doves here? Like, it's like, you know, I only can use them once, but, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of them. You know, Pete will be up your ass. So you just have these doves everywhere. Smells now. But other than that, it's really mind freaky. All right. So I think we helped Aaron out. Aaron, you got to learn so. some magic. You got to learn some balloon animals. And you got to learn how to mind freak. And then you'll be good. There you go. Cool. So uh, question two comes from Megan. Megan asks... What would you pay a temp for maternity leave? Just want to know your input. <laughs> Is so, this serious? Well, okay. I don't know because here's my initial reaction. Why are you paying a gosh darn temp to go on maternity leave? That is insane and you should be locked away. <laughs> They're not your fucking employee. You don't pay them. But then I started thinking, like, do you think she means what do you pay a temp who's covering for an employee who's on maternity leave? That has to be it, right? Okay, okay, yeah. No uh, one would pay a temp for maternity leave, would they? I don't, well, I don't know. There are so many stupid fucking questions on <laughs> Facebook, okay? <laughs> so I... Maybe. <laughs> so that was... The first thing I thought when I saw this was, was a temp who I guess, you know, maybe routinely covers at the office here and there is yeah. going on maternity leave and you were thinking of paying them. Right. Which would just be the <laughs> dumbest... <laughs> thing in the world but that can't be it it's no, got to be the other one right i i think it's the i think you're right it's the the, the latter yeah um okay. well i hate to state the obvious whatever you the going rate is you know pay him a fair wage call it good yeah i mean you just yeah i mean i what's your experience with maternity leave in your office oh i just fire him <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, no, what, I, we, what, I've only had one that got pregnant, not mine. And um, god. <laughs> allegedly, she didn't sit in the. She, she nothing happened. She just sat in the dental chair that we talked about last week. <laughs> That's you right. Didn't wipe it down well enough. Not enough fucking bleach. Yeah. God damn it! So, um, yeah, when she went on maternity leave, she just never came back. Um, the intent was to bring her back, but. Uh, uh, then and she, tried. she just decided that she wanted to be a mom or whatever. Well, it got kind of kind of hairy. She then started double dipping. She claimed carpal tunnel syndrome, and uh, you know she was getting paid no, no, unemployment no, 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 stuff no, no. Yeah. and L and I. And finally, we we contacted the L and I saying, "Hey, wait, she's already claiming this, and then claiming, that. and then it just got this big mess." And uh, then I contacted an attorney saying, "Wait, can I? What do I do? I don't want to say the wrong thing and get in trouble." And 
it was just stupid. So then she she just conveniently never came back. What is L and I? Uh, labor and industries. Like you get okay. injured on the job, L and I is going to pay. Okay, so yeah, so in Texas we have the Texas Workforce Commission. So that's probably the same thing. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't until after she had the baby that all of a sudden this carpal tunnel popped up. No, it was, she was still pregnant at the time, and so she was supposed uh, to leave like in August, but then quits in middle of June okay. uh, because she physically couldn't um, perform the job. And then the intent was to come back, but then yeah. What about Holly? Did Holly was Holly was she working with you when? Well, I know you had you had at least one child in dental school, so obviously that wasn't an issue there. I had two, yeah. I, I you had two and di- Jesus, man. Oh, how's this? How's this for just just a shitty fucking weekend? Uh, boards, Western Regional Boards. Skyler yeah. was born on Thursday. Boards started on oh, Friday. God, God, Lance, you got to learn how to pull out, buddy. Yeah, it's the whole rhythm method, and Jeez. I was all like Rhythm Nation. And just, I, yeah. You want to know something super embarrassing? Uh oh. Oh, sure. <laughs> For a long time, I thought the rhythm method had to do with like pulling out. Like, you just got in the right rhythm and then you just like pulled out on the right, like upbeat or downbeat or whatever. And I really thought that was the rhythm method. And I was like, man. No, that's the rhythm of the night. Man. The, ca- the Catholics teach that? That seems a little like, like risque for the Catholics. Way more um, progressive than I thought. Yeah, it, it turns out no, it's just like some sort of. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Mike Detola used to tell the story about about having to like use some sort of dipstick to test and see like what I don't know. It was gross. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um, so yeah. so Skylar's boy. So so when did you have the th- or when did Holly have the third? Were you in uh, practice? Beyond, Obviously, yeah, you're in practice. Did you about own four years in? Yeah. Okay. So, was she working with you at that point? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay, and, so I, I'm assuming I, she took a maternity leave. <laughs> she, well, she just kind of said, um, "Fuck this shit, I'm out of here." Uh, yeah. About six months in, and okay. uh, had to find the replacement. Six months into pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. And then, when did she come back? Do you even remember? She. It was years later, honestly. She, oh, okay. All right. So she took like a hiatus. Oh yeah, full on hiatus. She, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've had I've had two hygienists take a maternity leave, and I've got one pregnant right now. Not yours? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Um, and I, it's always worked out well because both of them are like understand reality and know that like. They get paid because they produce. Right. And they don't like not like there's no such thing as maternity leave in a dental office, right? Like that just doesn't Right. You you need to know that when you become a hygienist, right? Like and and it, if you don't know that then like I don't know what they're teaching in hygiene school, but but one of the things they need to be teaching in hygiene school is that if your scaler's not going, if your cavitron's not buzzing, you're not a great asset to the practice right exactly yeah so they need to understand that and, I, and and fortunately i have i have hygienists that do we i think you and i both have witnessed sort of hygienists in the online arena that maybe don't fully understand they feel how, differently yeah and, and i don't want to cast like aspersions over hygienists yeah, as a do. whole or anything no sure i <laughs> i don't because hygienists like really do like i really respect my hygienists they make me they make me money they they yeah. foster relationships with my patients. Like that's the heartbeat of my practice is hygiene. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I wouldn't um, want to practice without one, so I yeah, totally agree. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, but but also a part of that is them understanding, like, hey, I need to I need to be seeing patients for yeah. me to be um, to keep my value at, at its most. And they have to understand, like, I can't pay you whatever thirty eight forty dollars an hour, whatever going rate is, depending on whatever state you're in. Yeah, um, upwards of fifty, probably where you're at. Yep. California, somewhere in there, like I would guess up in the 50s. Yep. Um, I can't pay you that for you not to be here and then also pay attempt that. Like that means all the profit while you're for the months that you're out is gone. Like that just like right. for the entire office. Like, no, like that can't happen. Yeah. And so the, I, the way I look at maternity leave in that situation, just simply, yeah, you've got a job when you come back, but I'm not paying you while you're gone. Yeah. And, and that just sort of is what it is. Now, you want to save up your vacation, you want to save up your sick days. Cool, like that's sure. fine with me, but that means that you, like you don't get extra ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, maternity leave is hard because you know for hygiene, and, and we still have to kind of figure out who's going to cover all of all of Colleen's days while she's out. Um, it, yeah. it, it's it's not. I, I just remember like you know Colleen having her baby. The first time around, it did with Stacy. It didn't really like. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. When Colleen had her first baby. Like it just. Colleen is such like a calming force in the office. Like I don't know what it is. Like she's just. She's kind of like Tim Duncan. Like she just sort of kind of keeps everything kind of on an even keel, and, yeah. and things flow really nicely when she's there. When she's not there, it's sort of like I don't want to say it's like you know. It just is. There's. It's a. It's a palpable difference. And so it's a big drop off between her and, and a temp. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard, man. That's, that's really hard. Or, or like, let's say you have like a, a plus restorative assistant or something like that. And they go on maternity leave, man. That's, that's hard. That's going to be a hard six or eight weeks. It's just stressful six or eight weeks for you. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, you've got to pay. I think you have to try to pay whatever it takes to get somebody who can sort of not make it as stressful as it would be if you just got, got somebody off the street. Right. Yeah, and if it costs a couple bucks an hour extra to get a, a someone that you can stand and is going to be consistent and, and do things good, the right way, yeah, and, yeah, and listens and like is like will take constructive criticism like that two dollars an hour or whatever. Is Hell so yeah, worth it. So Absolutely. worth it. A good temp is a really valuable thing to have. So like we have like a couple of like good temps that, of like hygienists mm-hmm. that we can call should something happen. And so, like, I feel like that's a bonus. And they've and they've been in my office 10, 12, 15 times now. Yeah. So they kind of know, you know, they know the computer, they know the systems, they know how I like stuff, you know, so that's pretty sweet. I think, like, it, it when you get a temp, you want somebody who you can get, like, one person to do that whole temp stay or that whole maternity leave, right? That would you be don't ideal. Want, like, if, if they're gone for, like, six weeks, you don't want whatever, six times five. You don't want 25 <laughs> different hygiene nah. in, you know, for a day each. That's stupid. Yeah, that, that's terrible. So, yeah, it's tough. I, it, And I say this, like, with all due respect, but understand when you go on maternity leave that that is a big deal for the office. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say, like, be appreciative. That's not the word I'm looking for. I'm just saying be aware of sort of the hiccup that, a maternity leave can cause in an office. Right. And don't take that for granted because there are assholes like Lance who will fire you for getting pregnant. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Heartless <laughs> bastard. <laughs> so funny. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and don't by on by in no circumstance, Megan. Please do not pay a temporary employee <laughs> for their maternity leave. Don't pay your own employees for their maternity leave, much less a temp. Jeez. Uh, All right. Question three from Reddit. Reddit. Reddit user. All right. This is this is interesting. Here's their Reddit username. Dry socket worrier. And they ask, very neurotic dry socket man. Had all four of my wisdom teeth taken out last Thursday. Being an incredibly anxious man, I've been worrying about dry socket the entire time. Am I out of the woods? And he actually also posted some some like cell phone pictures of his lower extraction sites. Um <laughs> I love the idea of, I love his title, Very Neurotic Dry Socket Man. I love the idea of that as like, as like the next X-Men. Like that's the next <laughs> X-Men character. And that is literally the worst superhero I can think of. Yeah, that, that, as far as superpowers, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the just... worst one. What's your, like, you've got Magneto who can bend metal and shape it to his will. You've got... Uh, Wolverine, who has like I don't know forks in her arms in his arms or so, like yeah. little spikes in his hands or whatever. Yeah, you've got um, the and, other one. Um, <laughs> uh, help me out, Lance. Uh, Cyclops, the beams yeah, he's from got his lasers. Shoots, yeah, he shoots lasers out of his eyes, right? Yeah. 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 And then you've got like Woody <laughs> Allen, who had a tooth out. I just don't know. I'm very neurotic and concerned about this dry socket and. The, the power of that may actually just be like so annoying that like you just get your enemy to succumb to whatever your will is because you're so annoying about asking about dry sockets. Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, no. Do they let you stay in the the X Men mansion or do you have to? Yeah, like, it's a school, right? I think yeah, it's a school, like the right. school for gifted children. Yeah. But they're going to make um, you sleep out in the shed with the... Yeah, no one wants to bunk down with <laughs> very neurotic dry socket man. First off, the scent coming from his mouth is bad because he hasn't brushed really well in a while. And that's when you can do your magic and pull that maggot out of his face. Yes, he definitely has that maggot. He definitely has that maggot. Could you imagine if, if you were a dentist and you were Magneto? Mm-hmm. Dude, you could just like with your mind pop out amalgams out like that. Like how cool would that be? That'd be very cool, but would it be up to the AOSH standards? Oh with, man, with I that would think it would be because and, yeah, because you could just pull it. You're not like making any dust or anything. Oh, you sure, could just pull it out. No mercury vapor. You, know, gotcha. you don't need to put on a rubber dam and wear that stupid vent hood or any of that other mumbo jumbo. Put on that painter's mask with the filters and uh, stuff to scare them into all man. that. So back in the day, you imagine like back in the day, like golden lays and on lays, like. You could do everything without with just your mind. Like you could, the handpiece is metal. It's true. The rheostat's metal, so you could control that. The, you the could crown. Do te- teledentistry, right there. Oh god, that'd be so awesome. That's exactly what I would do with my powers if I were Magneto. I wouldn't like rob banks or anything. I would just be like the best Dick Tucker gold dentist in the world. For sure. You could burnish those margins without even with your mind. You can mind burnish. You talk about mind freaking somebody. Here's I'm going to mind burnish your margins on this gold <laughs> crown. That is unbelievable. Um, yeah, so he's very neurotic dry socket man. <laughs> I also love the fact that he set up a burner Reddit account. 
right, to ask right. about his dry socket. Like, yeah. I would get it if he had, like, a herpy or something on the end of his dick and he was asking about, like, <laughs> is this herpes? Like, I would totally get, like, you make up a fake account. But, like, who's judging you for your dry socket? Right, right. Oh, well, apparently we are. <laughs> I'm more judging him for being neurotic, not for having a dry socket. <laughs> do, do you do much surgery? Not if I can help it, although okay. I dug <laughs> dug an ankylosed tooth out today. Jesus. Uh, Did you I, know it was ankylosed going into it? Nope. Well, because it looked slightly... The guy cracked a tooth yeah, okay. a couple days ago, and I'm looking at it, and I'm touching it, and I can see it move. And I'm like, oh, this is this is hopeless. It, I, could, I could tell the angle of the movement that it's yeah. way subgingival, and I'm like, yeah, we're, this is gone. After I'd already given some other options, it's, it's a goner. So I start to luxate. It's not really moving. And I'm trying to give a little bit more elbow grease just to get the primary luxation, and then... The, the part that fractured, I expected to pop off, but then the rest of it popped off, and now it, there's just this half a root in the socket, and it's not moving, so I just start digging. I, I usually tell people, look, in an effort to stay friends, you don't want me doing oral surgery on you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I proved it today. <laughs> uh, Big so, bloody mess. Yeah, the ankylosed one is just like, because you're just dusting it out, basically, like oh, just yeah. grinding out the root. Yep. Uh it was um, like I told him I was working on those cavitations, the focal infection theory. <laughs> Weston Price was very influential in my life, right? Because I read that book from 1910, and it made a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it at half price books or something? Like, where do you even get a book from 1910? Uh, it's got to be. Yeah, I think you have to just spend a lot of time going to garage sales and uh, half price books looking for that stuff. So. You know, I mean, it's it's always, was this a lower tooth or was this an upper tooth? Nah, uh, 12. It was upper. Okay. All right. So they're not even, like, even what you did today, they're not going to get a dry socket up there. Probably not. It's always the lowers. It's always lowers. It's always the lowers. And and to me, like, the more you talk about dry socket, the more chance dry socket's going to happen. Right. Self-fulfilling right? prophecy. Like, if the patient asks me three or four questions about it, like, they're getting one. That's right. Like, shut up. Like, stop asking about well, it. Well, and Jesus. if they don't shut up, I'm going to make them have a dry socket just out of spite. <laughs> you get that blood clot. I'm pulling that shit right out. It's got iron in it. So do you think Magneto could pull the, the, right. the clot out of with just his mind? Absolutely. The best mind freak ever. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing about a dry socket. So he posts pictures. Uh-huh. Have you ever felt you could accurately visually claim... Like, tell somebody had a dry socket. To me, it's like, if you complain of it hurting and it's two to four days after the extraction and it throbs, like, and it's on the lower, that's a dry socket. Like, I mean, looking at it doesn't tell me anything. Like, you tell me what your symptoms are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm, I, I'm bringing up the pictures right now and they're not good. If I know. <laughs> I mean, you can't see anything. No. I can see he's missing a molar on the lower right. Well, and to be totally honest, as far as cell phone photos go, this is actually pretty good. It's not bad for trying to get like your, yeah. your extraction sites. But like you can't look at an extraction site and tell me it has a dry socket or not. No. I don't at least I don't feel like I can. I mean there's always schmutz down in there. The, the let's see, I'm looking at the right side. He's got sutures on the right side. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the left side. I don't see really sutures on the left, but it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. It might have been Laid a flap and got you primary know what I closure. Do see, look mm. at the picture of the one on the left. And I'm sure this is riveting podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since podcasting is an audio medium, and we're looking at this picture. Uh-huh. But, but look on look on the palette. 
Do you see some petechiae on his palate? I think I see petechiae, and I'd like there to... Are, there are legitimate petechiae. This, I'm not making this up. This isn't a gag. This isn't a goof. This isn't me trying to be funny. This gentleman... I'm assuming it's a gentleman. I guess I don't really know, because there was no gender... Oh, no. Dro- yeah, very neurotic dry socket man. It's obviously a dude. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of petechiae on this guy's palate. Then that will give you a dry socket. That, as, as I have heard, will give you a dry socket. Allegedly. That's the worst part to go over on the post-op instructions. Like no, Nothing that creates right. a sucking force in your mouth. Yeah, make sure and you're no it's sucking. Always like, it's always like, you know, if, it's, if by chance it's like some attractive female or whatever that you're doing this to, like, uh-huh. you know what's going through her mind. Oh, yeah. We know what's going through our mind. And here's one where, you know, like you're, you're just a male patient, whatever. You know, I'm not going to cast dispersions on anyone. You do what you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But, like, I wouldn't have hit the, like, sucking thing real hard on this guy. Like, yeah, nothing that creates it. No straws or anything like that. It's obvious that straws are not our main concern with this gentleman. Yeah, I think this, it's skin flute. You, this gentleman has another thing coming to him in the way of a... <laughs> big honker apparently and, and we'll put this up on the facebook page we'll put this up on instagram yeah. there are legitimate palatal petechia here and and it would be nice to have uh the, who's our oral pathologist friend from ohio oh yeah um, i can't remember um, her name ashley yeah it would have been nice to have ashley on this on this episode to, to give us her her differential diagnosis on this but uh, my differential diagnosis on this involves the d um, and I think you want to not get a dry socket. Like you got to keep that D out of your mouth, brother, for at least a couple of days. Right. Let's look at the dates. Uh, let's look at timing here. So this was posted. Let's see if I can figure out when this was posted. This was posted two hours ago. So today is uh, Monday the twelfth. Is when mm-hmm. we're recording. So this was posted today. He had his teeth taken out last Thursday. Thursday. So he's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He's on day five. That's early. Yeah, I mean, I typically say like two to four days is kind of the, the, the wheelhouse of dry socket. Yeah. I mean, if you get through four days, yeah, and your, I, your percentages go down. I, I don't have science to back that up. I usually tell people if you've got a dry socket, it's just going to be pain in the ass for seven to ten days, but then it's, it'll resolve. You'll be fine. Just Yeah, we pack something in or whatever. It's like yeah. it, it gets better in five minutes. Not a big deal. Yeah, I, this guy needs to keep the D out of his mouth for, like, for another I'd start with days. that, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I didn't even... I, I seriously, the first time I looked at this, I did not notice that. Yeah, I, um, I missed it, yeah. And, and and now that I'm looking, I can't not look at it now. The, that is some petechiae. Because that, that couldn't be from a palatal injection five days ago, could it? No, hematomas are going to resolve faster than that. Yeah, like especially at the injection site. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> if that's from the injection, then that person... They are using a big-ass <laughs> needle. <laughs> If that's from the injection, this is five days out. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, nothing that creates a sucking force in your mouth for a couple more <laughs> days, buddy. Uh, very neurotic. Uh, dry second, man. It's worst superhero of all time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. Well, that was fun. I yeah. uh, we we found some pathology that we weren't expecting to find. That's always a good one. Yeah, um, I think we helped Aaron, and and uh, Aaron it will have to start taking some mind freaking lessons. Do you think so? And, uh, you think yeah. we helped? Okay. No, obviously not. <laughs> we had and we had a nice frank discussion about maternity leave. Yeah, and women's reproductive rights. 
Do you uh, you got a song for us, Lance? Yeah, yeah. I was feeling nostalgic uh, yesterday, and so way back in 1993, I, I re-downloaded the Cannonball by the Breeders. The Breeders. Yeah. I am yeah. not familiar with the band called the Breeders. I'm looking oh, really? Them up right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember the Pixies? I do remember the Pixies. Okay, after they broke up, the um, what's their name? Kim. She's got a twin sister. Apparently, they they kind of went off uh, offshoot of the Pixies and uh, started the Breeders and Cannonball. You might recognize the Breeders. You're kind of it, young. It's so. the first song. The Cannonball is the first song that comes up when you look at at the Breeders on Apple Music. Uh huh. Um, it's mellow, it's heavy with the bass. It's it's funky. The Breeders were conceived initially as a way for Pixie bassist. Kim Deal and throwing muses guitarist Tanya Donnelly to let out some suppressed creative energy. That kind of sounds like us. There you go. We're the breeders. That sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You I am. Three times. I've, <laughs> I've got two doodles. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear the stories of you and your doodles, dude. Yeah, I know. You know I've got good ones to believe me. <laughs> I'm still working on shaping those bits having to do with, with, uh, Literally breeding my dog Graham and trying to get him to to make us some money. Um, oh yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's it's I'm working. It's 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 a it's a really good story, and I'm trying to figure out how number one how that fits in a dental lecture, and number two how to make it appropriate in a dental lecture. So, <laughs> right, so you, real challenges ahead of me here. Yeah, don't bring up screwing the pooch. No, and That's... It's, it's yeah. There's there were some moments of me doing some. Things in the name of of uh, of trying to help help my dog out and help him help him get mounted up. That uh, wow. Let's, let's let's just say I'm not proud of. Let's okay. Just say I'm not proud of them. I'm glad they're not on film. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so don't forget uh, don't forget to rate and review us uh, on iTunes is the best. But whatever right. podcast uh, uh, format, whatever app you listen on, rate yeah. us and review us there. iTunes, I think, is five the star. most beneficial. Yeah, and five stars. You know, I think. You know, it's it's we could both be watching um, slope style women's uh, co-ed uh, snowboarding right now, but we're doing this, you know, exactly. for you guys, for you for guys. You. Um, so five stars, rate and review. Uh, check us out uh, on the web, www.workinginterferences.com. Yes, I know it still does not work. Um, we have to get with Sean about this at some point. It's really bad. Okay. Go to it right now on your computer and tell me what it looks like, Lance. It's not good. WorkingInterferences.com is not working. Let's see here. I'm trying it on my phone. Yeah, it's just an index page right now. Oh, yeah. Huh. A CGI yeah. bin. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Oh, okay. God. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, you could get, you could go and look at that if you want. It's riveting. <laughs> it's riveting. Yeah. Easier we to really, find us on Facebook, though. We really have our shit together. We really do. <laughs> um, Find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a, a Facebook page. You can like us. You can comment. That's where we'll put the Petiquier pictures. We will also put the Petiquier pictures on Instagram as well. Of course. So you can check us out there. Instagram, we're at Winterferences. Same thing on Twitter, uh, Winterferences. Um, I noticed that you got a couple. You kind of do the Twitter thing, and I kind of do the Instagram thing, but we both kind of have access to each. Yeah. And um, we had a couple tweets that we didn't even know about. Um, I know. I, I felt bad. I went, oh. We tra- yeah. started a Twitter war, and I missed it. <laughs> Three I guess and a half weeks late. Oh, well. We'll call it a draw. The medium that's all built on like being able to reply instantaneously. It's like, yeah, three and a half weeks later. Like You should, you could have just sent us a snail mail. <laughs> yeah. And we would have gotten it faster. 
than that tweet. Uh, oh well, uh, but no, we're good now. We're we're get we're we're we are getting there. We are getting there. So uh, hit Work us up progress. on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, working interferences on Facebook. Winterferences on Twitter. Winterferences on Instagram. And uh, this is uh, what song did you say this was, Lance? The Cannonball. Breeders. Cannonball by uh, by the Breeders. Uh, so for Lance Timmerman, I'm Joshua Austin. Peace. Flash.